Oh yeah, go downtown. JR, this is Kyla. Oh yeah, Triple H, hey, JR, can you spell Enigma? Oh man, he is getting P.O.'d! Here comes Jacqueline, the baby with back. Oh yeah, what up, Kingfish? Yes, Aqua people, Aquatober continues with a spooky edition of Kingfish as the master plan continues to roll forward and The Undertaker and Kane and Vince McMahon continue to lead the World Wrestling Federation on a path to a breakdown. I'm Johnny C, and this is Kingfish, the show that is the Shane McMahon audio journey where we relive the earliest days of Sunday Night Heat through the lens of Shane McMahon's ludicrous commentary. It's the September 20th, 1998 edition of Sunday Night Heat. Monday Night Raw has resumed its normal schedule. The ongoing tennis match between Charles Poole and uh, the other guy, uh, fucking Will Aaron Williams, has concluded. It was indubitably done. So, we're on the road to breakdown in your house, as I mentioned. In our last episode, Shamrock, that being Kenny, and The Rock began their ascension to the main event platform. Ken Shamrock got face-to-face with Stone Cold, and The Rock uh, had a meeting involving a chair with The Undertaker and Kane. Let's see what happens this week. Pyro emerges from the ring as the Sunday Night Heat intro video concludes. We're back into a normal arena setting. We get the Pyro at the beginning, and we have the giant Titan Tron as normal. Of course, last week we were in the tiny arena in Massachusetts. Welcome to the hottest program on television today. I'm Shane McMahon, along here with G-G-G-G-G-G-G-Unit! Oh, yeah! Oh, wait, no, he didn't say that. He says, along with G-G-G-G-G-Jim Cornette, filling in for the illustrious Jim Ross this evening. Tonight, the Brothers of Destruction take on the DOA. And who knows what's going to happen in a six-man tag match as DX battles the champion of Europe, D'Lo Brown, Owen Hart, and Jeff Jarrett. But here comes Mankind! It's true. Mankind is making his uh, return to Sunday Night Heat after appearing in the second episode. And he's flanked. He's got some helpers with him. It's The Rock and The Shamrock. The challengers of the unknown. Well, not really. See, these guys don't have a group name and they appear a lot, so I need a shorthand way to refer to them. I started with The Challengers. And then I added of the unknown, because that is a very obscure DC Universe superhero team. Uh, Shane, the master plan of your pop has created some strange allegiances in the case of forced unity. None of these guys are friends, but their backs are against the wall. In order to explain why these men are all forced to work together, Shane wants us to take a look at some of the actions that have led to the challengers of the unknown forming. So we flash back to SummerSlam. We see Kane hit Mick Foley with a sledgehammer. Shane describes this as wham! Wham! Then, on this week's edition of Monday Night Raw, uh, Kane was in a match, and Mankind returned to the World Wrestling Federation, absent since SummerSlam, and he helped The Rock defeat Kane in a one-on-one encounter. Here comes Mankind's opponent. There's no music. Ah, it's Dustin Runnels. 
He enters the ring. The bell rings. He then kneels in the corner to pray, asking his gods, Is this my time? And we are underway. The Rock and Shamrock are in the entry, uh, like on the side of the ring that faces the entrance. They're there to make sure no one interferes. Dustin, in this match, can't even bring himself to put up a fight. I'm not sure why, but it would be revealed soon. Like, seriously. Uh, he gets he blocks a punch from mankind, and he should punch back, but he's just kind of like, nah. <laughs> like, he just puts his head down and kind of walks the other way, like, I don't want to fight today. It seems that Dustin is still reeling from the release of the film The Preacher's Wife. Denzel Washington and Whitney Houston have really got this man down. Oh, wait a minute! Shane and Jim confirm it's not the actual Preacher's Wife. It's the remake! You know, the one that starred Val Venus and Terry Runnels. Come on! Hit him, Dustin! Let's do it! Get down! Come on! Shane is begging for violence, but Dustin can't bring himself to care. Dustin, better get it together, because in one week, a breakdown in your house, Dustin battles the big Falbowski one-on-one. We then cut to the back and see Vince McMahon talking to the Brothers of Destruction. Yo, what a pop! Cornette mentions that a new stipulation has been added to the breakdown in your house main event. The Undertaker and Kane are only allowed to pin Stone Cold Steve Austin in that encounter. Back in the ring. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Mankind. He nailed that double arm. DDT, Jim Cornette. Foley then summons his two fingers. He puts them up in the air. And he sticks them down Dustin's throat. I mean, he's doing the two-finger mandible claws. Very weird. Very weird to see Mick in this era uh, not having Sako. Of course, we're a month away from Sako. I'm not a buffoon. I realize this. But just doing the two fingers. Uh, Foley does win this thing via submission of the two-fingered manable claw. Hey, Jim Cornette, do those fingers taste like chicken? (laughs) Shane is, of course, asking about the ending of the match, but I believe that is also a line that Terry says to Val in the remake of The Preacher's Wife. You know, do those fingers taste like chicken? Is something she would ask Val. Anywho, the Rocket Kid Shamrock leave, their business concluded. Mankind's creepy piano theme plays, and I really, really love it. Uh, We go to ringside and see Shane and Jim Cornette at the announce table. No friends for Shane McMahon this week. It makes me sad. Shane asks Jim Cornette what he thinks will happen in the six-man tag team match, but he decides to adopt the rare spelling bee technique of match descriptions. Jim Cornette, what's going to happen? It's going to be HHH taking on XPAC and PA. Billy Gunn against the unusual tag team of Jeff Jarrett, Owen Hart, and the champion of Europe, D'Lo Brown. Meanwhile, back in the ring, Dustin Rhodes continues to pray. Then back at the announce table, talk turns to the Brothers of Destruction, taking on Skull and Eight Ball, the Disciples of Apocalypse. Well, if any two men in the WWF can tackle the two Towers of Terror, it's the Twin Titans riding Titans. Shane then seeks clarity. Uh... The D.O.A.? Jim then retorts, Yeah, the D.O.A. Wait a minute. That's Val Venus's music. Oh, yeah. Hello, ladies. See, we think Val would be saying that, but uh, it's actually Shane. Man, this has got a great on Dustin's heart. <laughs> Who cares? Shane, not feeling any emotion for the sad, sad Dustin Runnels. Val lets Dustin know that Val is aware that Dustin has been down this week. But don't worry, your wife has been down as well. 
Shane responds to this diss as if he's sitting front row at a rap battle. Oh, damn. Val says, though, that he likes to spread good cheer whenever possible. So let me raise your emotions to new heights and debut my new video entitled How Terry Got Her Groove. Why not just How Terry Got Her Groove back? But I digress. In this motion picture, Val, Venus, and Terry Reynolds are indeed in bed together. In the movie... Val says, Dustin, I know this is hard to watch, but the only thing harder than watching this is... Terry then spikes the camera and says seductively, The big Valboski. She then disappears underneath the sheets. Shane laughs. Cornette is appalled. Dustin rolls around the ring in tears. (laughs) The segment ends. Up next, The Undertaker and Kane will speak as we head to a commercial. Hey, we're back from the commercial, and Michael Cole is in the back with the Brothers of Destruction. He wants to know about their business deal. Undertaker calls him Mr. Cole. He wants to know why people keep messing with himself and Kane. You know, I don't love Vince McMahon. I wouldn't throw scolding hot water on him if he was on fire. Undertaker then says, It's not my fault that Vince is angry with Steve. Kane and I are simply taking advantage of the situation. Michael Cole then asks about the challengers of the unknown. The Undertaker warns them to stay out of their business. Tonight, you take on the Disciples of Apocalypse, the DOA. Taker says, DOA means dead on arrival. Like Maven. You remember Maven, Michael Cole? He's dead on arrival, too. Michael wants to know what will happen in your house. Kane speaks! Austin, our destiny will be your demise. Oh my god, out of nowhere. I guess you could say out of the unknown. Here come the challengers of the unknown. And a massive brawl erupts. Yeah, it's a melee in the back. Look at that. Wham, biff, boom. I love this stuff. Vince McMahon arrives on the scene trying to put an end to this breakdown. Shane, oh, Pops, oh, no, stay out of this one, Pops. Vince is yelling at the combatants. Oh, yeah, this is great stuff. Shane continues. However, Shane's tone changes when Ken Shamrock slams Vince McMahon against a locker. Oh, watch it. Get your hands off him, Shamrock. You better back up, Shamrock. You better watch it. We head to another commercial. We're back, and Shane's tune has turned even further. He's now calling what happened in the back a cowardly attack orchestrated by Mankind, Shamrock, and The Rock. And I love this. I love this quite a bit. It's a great pivot by Shane, uh, you know, from the announcer who's all caught up into it, who's just like, yeah, this is rip-roar action on Sunday Night Heat, to the character of Shane McMahon that's Vince's baby boy. And uh, he believes that Shamrock should be punished for this, and he hopes that it will happen soon. In the back... Vince McMahon is having a father-son chat with Mick Foley. He's like, Mick, you know, what happened back here? I just picked myself myself up off of concrete, which I love because of the Concrete Man brand synergy, which is a show all about Vince McMahon that you can find here on the Aqua Cave. But Mick responds, are you all right? I've got plans, Mick. Damn it. I've got plans. Mick is sorry. Well, you know, Vince, uh, I got hit with a sledgehammer at SummerSlam. I know, Mick, I know. Uh, by the way, did you get the card? The get-well card that my secretary sent? Oh, yeah, I got it, Vince. Mick 
you are going to get hurt. Vince is concerned. You know, you're going to get hurt. Uh, Rock is going to get hurt. Shamrock is going to get hurt. Well, I don't want the Rock to get hurt. I I know. I don't want Shamrock to get hurt. Well, Mick, I know. Vince is like, Mick, you just just go grab grab the Rock and and grab Ken Shamrock and you, for your own protection, just leave the arena. We can talk about all this tomorrow night on Raw. Just leave the arena. (laughs) Mick takes a beat. Okay. Another beat passes. Can, can you give us a ride? What? I don't have uh You know, yeah, I, I don't drive, Vince. Vince takes a beat. Yes. It looks disheveled and appalled, but agrees that he will give Mick a ride. Uh, Mick says he'll leave to go get the challengers of the unknown. A very awkward cut then happens, people. We cut right from Mick and Vince with their father-son chat right to the arena where a bell is ringing and Jacqueline is attacking Luna when Luna has her back turned. The ICP strikes again, folks. Kingfish continues to be damaged by the relationship that the World Wrestling Federation once had with the insane clown posse because this match is Jackie, flanked by marvelous Mark Marrow, set to take on Luna, flanked by the oddities, and Sable is at ringside at well. So it's just a one-on-one regular wrestling match. Now, since we have had this awkward edit, no one has said anything on commentary. Shane breaks the silence by yelling, Go, Jackie! Go, Jackie! Go, 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 Jackie! Sable watches on. Oh, yeah! Faceplant! Yells Shane as somebody hits an X-Factor variant. Talk then turns to the evening gown match that took place on Raw. Now, you and I know about this evening gown match because Sable challenged Jackie to it last week on Sunday Night Heat when she was live on the set of Pacific Blue. Luna goes up top and hits the Luna Bomb. Wow, Shane, Jacqueline almost had a breakdown there. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah, I'm going to have a breakdown, Jim Cornette. One week from tonight, everyone's going to have a breakdown. How could Stone Cold possibly defeat the omnipotent powers of The Undertaker and Kane? Jacqueline puts a sloppy figure four on Luna, and Luna submits. So it is a victory for the baby with back. Mark Marrow jumps a lot in celebration. It's quite comical. Sable and the oddities check on Luna. Jackie and Mark leave. Sable has a mic. Jackie, get out here. Jacqueline reappears and says, You don't tell me what to do. (laughs) What? I mean, Jacqueline, clearly you just obliged to what she asked you to do. Jacqueline then challenges Sable to a match on Raw, but not a bikini match or an evening gown match, a wrestling match. You gotta pin me. Pin you? That should be easy enough. After all, you certainly get nailed enough. Ho, ho, ho! Woo! Screams Shane McMahon. You got it. Tomorrow night on Raw. Sable's theme hits. The announcers promote still to come. The Brothers of Destruction take on the Disciples of Apocalypse. But up next is our six-man tag team match. We see DX in the backstage area coming towards the ring. Billy Gunn is holding some food. Shane yells, Hey, Billy, how's that sandwich? And we head to commercial. We're back. No updates on the sandwich, but we do see the challengers of the unknown are leaving the arena. Uh, forced to by the Stooges as they brought some security with them. 
back in the arena, the DX theme song hits. Oh yeah, DX is about to storm the his house. So Shane, what you're telling me is that DX is going to be in your his house? I like it, Shane. You and your daddy, certainly, with some brand synergy, which we love here in the Aqua Cave. D-Generation X is out in full force. All the members of the stable are here, and they're all wearing matching football jerseys. I don't think they're eligible for actual competition because they're all wearing the same number. If you can't guess the number, then I don't know what to tell you. There's no hope, indeed. They summon their pyro in the ring. X marks the spot, Jim Cornette! Jim Cornette tells us that Road Dog lost his voice via a vicious assault from Jeff Jarrett on Monday Night Raw. Triple H does his thing. You know, are you ready for the millions in attendance? Blah, 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 blah. But at the very end, he pauses. Jim Cornette says, well, we're ready. Shane McMahon responds by blowing a raspberry. It's the build, man. It's all anticipation for the moment. For the thousands in attendance, for the millions watching at home, and for one old-school wrestling manager at ringside circa 1970. Oh, man! Jim Cornette, that's you! See? Get with the times! Jim Cornette on commentary then makes a very bold claim. Well, I was in the business before Helmsley, and I'll be in the business after he's long gone! Yikes! Are you delusional? No! I'm a Methodist! Ha-ha! Whatever! Road Dog does grab the microphone, but like I mentioned, he can't talk. He tries. He coughs. <clears throat> he then hands the mic to Billy. Okay, I'll give this a shot. Yeah, take over. Take over, Billy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and kids. He stops. Boos are heard throughout the arena. He goes to confirm the dialogue with the Road Dog. He doesn't have it. Come on, be a Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn then retorts, Okay, forget it. We got two words for ya! Ha ha! That'll work just as well. Here come the villains of the match. Jeff Jarrett along with Southern Justice. Wait a minute! It's Aqua-tober. Southern Justice should definitely be on the hunt for Michael Myers back in Halloween 4. Now I'm deeply concerned. If anyone out there in the Aqua Cave is listening to this podcast and you're in Haddonfield, Illinois, be aware Southern Justice is not around roaming the streets to protect you. We then get a clip of Jeff Jarrett getting that revenge on Monday Night Raw when he took out the real Double J. He rammed a guitar into his throat, injuring his larynx. So at breakdown in your house, it's Double J and SJ taking on the NAO and XPAC. Here comes the champion of Europe, along with Danger, Owen Hart. D'Lo Brown spikes the camera and says, Oh, come on. You know what he says. You've always better recognize. The match begins. It's badass Billy Gunn and D'Lo Brown. Here we go, champion of Europe. Wear that chest protector. Good move by D'Lo. Wear that chest protector. Oh, badass Billy Gunn. (laughs) Nice transition there, Shane. I see those broadcast classes are really paying off. Shane then disproves my theory. When D'Lo Brown knocks down Billy Gunn, Shane yells, Oh yeah! Feel the flow! Feeling that flow! Which we've talked about before. Suddenly, 
A clock wipe transition happens on the screen. You know a clock wipe transition. It's when the screen transitions to black, but it sort of cuts down the screen in like pieces like it's a clock hand turning. Spin my clock working out on the go. Sunday night heat, where'd you go, my show? I don't know what the fuck's going on tonight. Oh, what the hell was that? Sorry, never mind. Oh, it was a technical difficulty. Huh, you think, Jim? Well, either that or I've got a brain tumor. Oh, my God, look at the strength of Billy Gunn. <laughs> so, yeah, we're back from this awkward screen wipe. And it's just a gorilla press that Billy Gunn's delivering, but Shane has a verbal orgasm. Billy Gunn then hits the Famouser on D'Lo. D'Lo sells the Famouser by standing up and being dazed like he's waiting for a Mortal Kombat fatality. Here comes X to the P to the A to the C. And Owen Hart. Shane is excited. Owen Hart versus XPAC. Oh, I love the six-man. Cornette actually brings up the history between the Road Dog and Jeff Jarrett. He says the words roadie and with my baby tonight and things like that. I'm blown away. Suddenly, the Sunday Night Heat logo gyrates on the screen. It's time for a commercial. Nope. <laughs> Just another technical difficulty. Cornette then wonders if perhaps tonight the director started early. You know, like started drinking early. Triple H is in now. Oh, the knee! Helmsley with the knee! Shane McMahon, uh, apparently the charter member of the Triple H knee-based offense fan club. Owen Hart hits a DDT. Shane yells, suplex! All right, no, he, he said DDT. He got it right this time. Jim Cornette asks for a double feature. He wants to see that DDT. The double feature window opens, and it too is just showing the live action. Okay, say move. The double feature transitions to the we're off the air color bars. Who's directed this thing? Hawk? No, no, that wasn't me. Shane McMahon actually said that. A nice ad lib by the Shanester. The heels then uh, pull the legs of Triple H as if they're going to make a wish. Oh, wishbone. Make a wish. So look, guys, obviously, I get the gimmick of this match with the with the screen. Okay, I know that. The feed is quote-unquote messing up, and the announcers are, like, confused by what's happening with the truck. However, the next way they choose to show us that something is wrong with the video feed is by doing rapid camera cuts, moving quickly from shot to shot. And the guys are all like, man, what is going on here? I was like, what are they talking about? I didn't even realize this was supposed to be a fuck-up. Because that's the way the product looks now. And I'm not even doing a gag here. It fucking happened. And here I am reporting it to you. Cornette then wonders if perhaps he's the one that's been drinking. Shane is concerned, though, for Triple H. Oh, man. Triple H. He's been away from his guys now for like three or four minutes. (laughs) What? First of all, his guys. (laughs) He's not near his guys, Jim Cornette. But Shane claims it's been three or four minutes that Triple H has been on the wrong side of town. It's 28 minutes and 49 seconds into the Peacock feed. Just to be generous to Shane, I scrub back exactly four minutes to what to 24:49. At 24:49, the six men involved in the contest were debating with one another who was going to start the match. So I think the error apparent living up to his name. Triple H is in peril. D'Lo is in peril. A hot tag to XPAC. X-Pac hits a leg lariat. In response to this, Shane gives us two very un-Chris Pratt, Super Mario-esque, forget about it, forget about it. 
It's a breakdown, Jim Cornette. Not a breakdown in your house, but a breakdown in the ring. Uh, Southern Justice gets involved in this thing. X-Pac hits a Bronco Buster. He's all alone in the ring now. Mark Canterbury hits the meltdown on X-Pac. Low down, now delivered from the top rope. One, two, three. Oh, man! No way! You gotta see that great action! Suddenly in the aisleway, Triple H is down. Mark Henry is standing over him and then delivers a comical leg drop. Like, I don't know what else to tell you, folks. Delivering a leg drop in the aisleway when you're Mark Henry just looks funny. I don't know. Triple H, though, is done. Oh, man, there is pounding all over the place. However, still to come, the Enigma Edge takes on. Man, what is going on here? Shane's what is going on here is because as Edge is being promoted on the screen, we get the color bars once again, and we head to a commercial. We're back from commercial, and oh my goodness, fans, I think we've discovered what is wrong. Al Snow is in the production truck. Oh man, Al Snow, security is on the way. All right. Let's get reset up because Edge is on the way. Edge is here. He's coming through the crowd. Jim Cornette says we don't know a lot about him, except he's impressive. His opponent, ladies and gentlemen, the prince of Sunday Night Heat, Taka Mishinoku, is here. Cornette says, I've been waiting for this one for a long time. Shane responds to this statement, ha ha, Yamaguchi-san. <laughs> Which I sort of agree with, like... I don't know. It's just perfect. The bell rings, and here we go with a lockup. Shane lets us know it's non-title. We suddenly cut to the security truck, and we see WWF security has arrested Al Snow. Uh, a downward spiral is then hit in the ring. What? Well, one, two, three. I guess Jim Cornette is going to have to keep waiting for this matchup. But, oh, man, here comes Kaitai. I don't know why, but they're here. And it's a five-on-one assault. When all of a sudden, oh, my God, that's Gangrel's music. Here comes the king of Sunday Night Heat, Gangrel. He's here to save Edge. Kaitai flees in fear. Gangrel walks towards Edge. Gangrel doesn't have a microphone, but luckily, our WWF cameras are close enough to pick up the audio. Oh, Edge. My dear Edge. You will come home. You will come home. Now, folks, back when I started the Aqua Cave, I did a show called UPN where I talked about the early days of SmackDown. On one of these early SmackDown episodes, Gangrel gave a full-on in-the-ring interview with a microphone. I pontificated that Gangrel should never have a microphone. I stand by that statement. In the back, we see that security has Al Snow handcuffed. Yeah, where's the head? Get the head. Arrest that head, too. Shane begs as we head to commercial. We're back. Al Snow is in the ring in handcuffs with Sergeant Slaughter. Sarge has a microphone. You maggot. You scum. You slime. You moron. What is your problem? You see, folks, Al Snow is not a part of the World Wrestling Federation. Cornette interjects, I've heard that Vince says he doesn't want anything to do with head. Shane interjects, I'm just going to let that one go. Al Snow in the ring begins a maniacal laugh. Sarge wants to know what's so funny. Al Snow replies, <laughs> I just sneezed up my butt. 
I can't put a Tic Tac up there. Lame. Not even worth a joke from me. That's fucking lame, Al. Sarge says he needs discipline. So tomorrow night on Raw, it's Al versus the Sarge in a boot camp match. Al wants to know if we compete in a boot camp match. Or wait, he calls it a booty camp match. Hilarious, Al. What's in it for us? Referring to himself and head. Sarge offers to instate or reinstate Al Snow into the World Wrestling Federation. Now get out of here. You're dismissed. However, on the way out, Sarge offers a bunch of cheap shots. He then tries to put the Cobra Clutch on Al Snow, but he needs Al's arm to do it. And of course, handcuffs. He eventually locks in a shitty-looking Cobra Clutch. Shane yells, Yeah! Cobra Clutch! Up next, it's our main event. We see the Disciples of Apocalypse sitting on their Titan bikes, and they're going to take on my pop's new business partners. We head to a commercial. We're back! And the Disciples of Apocalypse are already in the ring. Here come the Brothers of Destruction. The pyro goes off. Jim Cornette yells through Hellfire and Brimstone. And oh yeah, Pops is with them. What a pop. Everyone comes to the ring. The match is getting ready to get started. And oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, it's a crossover. Kingfish meet Concrete Man. Because Vince McMahon grabs a headset. We see Vince and Shane with a big hug. And the match begins. Welcome, everyone, and especially welcome to the owner of the WWF, my pops. Yes, what a nice introduction that was by my son. Uh, the DOA here with a tremendous opportunity to be dead on arrival. I love this because we get Vince doing his full-on commentator, and he says, to be. <laughs> Which, in one episode of Concrete Man, he said before, in your house, he was like, to be in your house. And much like I did on Concrete Man, I just couldn't stop laughing because for some reason I think it's funny. We get some Stone Cold Steve Austin chants. Shane has got some hard questions. Pops, it seems the master plan is infallible. But if somehow Stone Cold Steve Austin pulls off the upset. Yes, there's no denying the abilities of Stone Cold Steve Austin. But oh, they're going to be put to the test at breakdown in your house. (laughs) Uh, that's live on pay-per-view, right? <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, it is. Then, back in the match, Kane leaps from the top rope. Oh, man! He popped him! Yes! Unbelievable! I can't believe this! <laughs> this is really happening! Jim Cornette asks Vince McMahon where he's going to be located at Breakdown in Your House. Well, Jim Cornette, I'm not hard to find. Likely at ringside with a smile on my face. Uh, there's a spot in the ring where Skull and 8-Ball hit stereo big boots to one another. It's a double-down spot. I'll tell you what, these twins, these identical twins are very impressive, but not quite as impressive as these two brothers. Grim. Kane hits a choke slam. Shane calls it, oh man, choke slamage. All four competitors in the ring now. Here we go, and look at this, action on the outside, action on the inside. Oh my goodness, look at this. Kane... No cells, a pile driver. Kane then tombstones one of the twins. Vince on the call. One, two, yes, he got him. We see all the McMahons, well, I guess just the two of them, standing and cheering at ringside. Vince says, well, yes, I very much guarantee a new champion in your house. Kane summons the pyro. Vince 
says it was a pleasure. Cornette asks Vince if he can still come to work tomorrow. Vince gives him the A-OK. Shane promotes tomorrow's edition of Monday Night Raw. And so long, everybody, from Sunday Night Heat. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I had no idea. When I started doing this thing, I had no idea there would ever be a crossover between Kingfish and Concrete Man, and my life is now complete. Shane and Vince on commentary together. I just hope they do it again. But that's, that's my prayer. Dustin Reynolds was doing some praying. I'm praying for a return of Vince and Shane someday, somehow, somewhere on commentary that I can talk about. But if you want to make sure that you're aware if that happens, make sure you subscribe to the Aqua Cave so you get notified whenever new content drops. Stick around because Aquatober continues with all sorts of spooky shit on the Aqua Cave feed. And of course, the next time on Kingfish, we will be L-I-V-E live from the set of Breakdown in Your House. I'm Johnny C, and a winner is you.